ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you've got ideas for future episodes, please contact us. You can email us. The email is ignition at sfcatholic.org, I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N at S-F-C-A-T-H-O-L-I-C dot O-R-G. You can also tweet at us. The Twitter handle is at S-F-Diocese, S-F-D-I-O-C-E-S-E, and the hashtag is Ignition. Thank you, Father. And uh, we already mentioned our names. Let's, just in case somebody's tuning in for the first time, tell us a little bit more about ourselves. Well, I'll speak for myself. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm Father Andrew Dickinson, a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls for nigh on starting my 12th year. Nigh on. Nigh on. Uh, starting my 12th year. I'm the pastor at St. Paul's in White, just starting my ninth year uh, there, as well as my ninth year then as the director of the Pope Pius XII Newman Center, serving the campus of South Dakota State University. And I'm Chris Bergwald. I am the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, and then more importantly, I am Jermaine's husband for... Uh, nigh on. Nigh on 18 years. And we have five children, um, all of them born and bred in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Although neither Jermaine nor I hail from the state, this is where we find ourselves by God's providence, and this, this is where our children are, therefore, from. Welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's good to be here. <laughs> you're not a Dakotan, but you're the parents of Dakotans. Exactly. Yeah. How long do you have to live here to be a Dakotan? You tell me. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I think we've t- touched on this a little bit before. Yeah, my dad experienced something yeah. like that when he was running for a uh, city council in Yankton. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, speaking of being in one place for a long time, <laughs> Father's like, what? I told you. Um, this is the we're we're beginning the um, the close of a significant age of uh, ignition um, since August eleventh, twenty ten. So well, nigh seven years ago, uh, Father Dickinson has been my faithful co-host uh, since episode seventeen of Ignition. Uh, this one that you're listening to today is three hundred and nineteen. So while Father hasn't been at each of the three hundred and two episodes that we've recorded, I know since Cal Ripken then, or Lou Gehrig. He's been with most of them. Um, sadly, Father is going to be departing. Father, why, Father, why? Uh, because uh, Dr. Bergwald kicked me out. <laughs> Lies. He got tired of my uh, berating him for his lack of biblical no- apparent lack of biblical knowledge. Thank you. Uh, no, I just uh, need to uh, focus a little more on some of the college and parish ministries and just with workloads and things like that. Just felt like uh, it's time to make a step back. And also because there's other great priests and other resources in the diocese that uh, could probably do a much better job uh, than me as well. And good to give them a chance to uh, have the joy of speaking to listeners together with Dr. Brogall. Um, that so was some great sucking up, wasn't it? That was it? a great sucking But You don't need to do because we're coming to the end, but I'll, I'll take it nonetheless. Um, so we'll just be mentioning this just the last couple, these last few episodes. And the reason I want to is not only to say goodbye, 
um, for people to know so they're not shocked here in a couple months when, right. where's Father Andrew? Uh, but also because we want to... If they have any like, goodbye topics, like, oh, I always want to ask this topic. We exactly. never ask this topic. Ask the topic. Ask the topic now. Do it now. Stat. Um, and then we're open to... Because this is a good time to reevaluate how we do Ignition. So, listeners, if you have any thoughts on, on format, if you have any thoughts on guest co- or uh, co-hosts to try to replace Father Dickinson, I'm happy to entertain all of those things. Yes, Father I Dickinson. I just had a wonderful realization. Yes. I could be an occasional guest. You could. I oh, I thought fun. of that. Yeah. I've, I've, I've thought of that. Uh, yeah, we have occasional guest co-hosts, so Father can still... It's like four, episode 400, I would hope that you'd be able to come back oh, for. Oh, maybe. Yeah, like we can that. look at my schedule. Have your yeah. people call my people. <laughs> well, we'll get her done. So... Um, Father gave the email and Twitter handle earlier, ignition at sfcatholic.org, uh, sfdiocese, hashtag ignition on Twitter. So again, for ideas, if you got to get a question in before Father departs as a regular co-host, or if you've got thoughts on how we can tweak um, ignition or ideas for uh, co-hosts, um, please send them our way. Or if you have some topics that you want to address after I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, please. Now that he's gone, I, <laughs> I want to know someone else's opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get a second opinion. Um, so, uh, speaking of uh, sending in your questions, today's episode is actually going to be or is uh, from a question from one of our listeners um, uh, that was sent along to us just a couple weeks ago. So um, this is not by email. It was a conversation I had with somebody, so I don't have the question exactly right. Um, but it's something along these lines. But we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. So when you think of something like um, cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery, that sort of thing, um, the question basically is, when does a desire to beautify myself cross over into the sin of vanity. So beautifying myself is not intrinsically a bad thing. The fact that I shave or father trims his beard in his case <laughs> um, is, is not a bad thing. You know, personal hygiene, that sort of thing, um, not a bad thing. Uh, but it can cross over into the sin of vanity. And so there's a question there. Um, how, how can we be mindful of that? When, how, do, how can I be attentive to my desire to beautify myself to ensure that I'm not crossing over from um, good self-care, for lack of mm-hmm. a better word, into the sin of vanity? Yeah, and it's, you know, just, even as you bring that up, a lot of things hop into my mind right away. First of all, it's a, it's a question from a careful conscience. Yeah. Someone who wants to make sure they don't uh, run afoul of sin, which is a good thing, and it's a good question to ask that. So it's not a question to be easily dismissed. Nope. Oh, you're overthinking this or something like that. The other thing that pops into my mind is the history of dirt. <laughs> this is what I'm going to miss, listeners. Okay, what? <laughs> well, uh, just the history of dirt and the history of, like, one of the most important um, health inventions of the past century is plumbing right indoor plumbing right indoor plumbing uh, which we have in south dakota if you're listening to this <laughs> from uh the east or the left do you coast. hear that my in-laws <laughs> but uh yeah so like plumbing uh and so but but we don't think about that is that it's a lot easier to have cleanliness than we used to right and in some ways you know maybe uh, vandy was a different question uh i mean vandy is always vanity which we'll talk about vandy in its essence mm-hmm. But uh, Vandy and some of its material aspects 
uh, has probably changed a bit. Right. You know, since some of the classic treatments of it, when you washed, when you fully had a full bath once a week. Right. 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 Um, and even too, like you think about other cultures, uh, you've studied in Europe. Right. Oh, and yeah. I've studied oh. with Europeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, like the American and the European conception of cleanliness and personal care is different. It is different. Yep. Yeah. We'll just leave it there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's sometimes a surprising thing to Americans. Yeah. We'll put Very it that true. way. Very true. Is that fair, fair to say? And just, uh, and, and listeners, you may have heard the um, father alluded to, you know, bathing once a month. This is where uh, the saying, throw the baby out with the bathwater comes from, because the, the way that you, you'd bathe once a month, so the family gets together, dad bathes first, right. then mom, then oldest to youngest, and it's the same water. Right. So the water's getting dirtier and, and dirtier. dirtier. Just like so, your dishes, so, if you still do your dishes in a sink. <laughs> right. So by the time you get to the youngest, maybe the, the infant, is in there with a lot of muck. And right. so you throw out the bath water, well, you got to make sure the baby's not still in the bathtub because you can't see him or her because of all the dirty water. That's where the saying, throw the baby, baby out, out the bathroom bath comes yeah. from. So. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, some of this is the the. Evol- I love the question pops into my mind: Who's submersing their baby in the bathtub <laughs> where they wouldn't see the head of the baby no sticking kidding. out? But okay. anyways, yeah, full immersion. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but the, the the point I think there that there is. Uh, part of the challenge of this is the cu- reality of cultural differences. Well, and it, uh, part of the question you first asked, Doctor Burgo, is the idea of like cosmetic surgery. How does that? Right, you know, cross into the line of vanity, or where does that cross into the line of vanity? And there certainly wasn't cosmetics, elective cosmetic <laughs> surgery, a uh, hundred years ago. Right, right, right. Be- I don't think. Be- before anesthesia, I'm well. Oh yeah, yeah, probably not before general anesthesia. Yeah, anyone can put you to sleep. It takes an anesthesiologist to, to wake, wake you, you up. up. <laughs> You're. Yeah. Your, huh? your brother's not an anesthesiologist. No, no, he? no. Okay, but he, no. he works a, with some. He's a surgeon, though. Right? Yeah. No, okay. he's a pulmonologist. Oh, that's right. right. Lungs. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> he could have fixed Darth Vader's breathing problems. <laughs> Once again, these are the things I'm going to miss in a couple months. Every time I breathe. <sighs> yes, I am. Um, Sean Connery? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the way we're going to go about this, I think it's always helpful uh, to define terms. So if we're wondering when does beautification, when does my desire to beautify myself cross over into vanity, we should understand particularly what do we mean by vanity? Right. Well, then this would be what we might call, if you want to use philosophical language to your listeners, a formal definition of vanity as opposed to a material definition of vanity. Explain that a little bit more. Okay. Well, you're going to fill in probably because I'm the Bible guy, you're the systematic guy. Uh, But formal uh, definition of uh, vanity has to do more with the essence of the sin itself. So what's the interior reality, the interior choice? What am I choosing to do? I'm not choosing to uh, just to put these clothes on or buy this set of clothes. Instead, I'm choosing... uh, well, well, we'll see what that choice is in a moment. Whereas the material definition of the sin just deals with the matter itself. Right. So like in, uh, you might hear this phrase before, form and matter in terms of sacraments. So the form of, uh, or the matter rather, of the sacrament of the Eucharist is the bread and the wine. Those are the material things that are acted upon in the sacrament. And the form is the speaking of the words by the priest, this is my body, this is my blood. Right. So I might choose to put on 
this outfit of clothing. Um, that's the matter. But the, what's my intention? What's my purpose? That's where the form in this case comes in. And that's what makes, this is how we determine whether it's the sin of vanity or just my um, outfit so- choice for today. I might put on a fine silk, uh, something that's made of very fine silk and it's not vain because it's the celebration of the Holy Mass and the wearing of vestments right. uh, that are to dignify the sacred species and dignify uh, the people that have come to see Christ uh, in his prayer. So that right there, we're, we're already getting at things a little bit, listeners. Um, it's not merely the choice yeah. of what I'm... In, it, Think about clothing. There's there's lots of ways to look at vanity. Well, but but clothing is a common one. Um, how I dress. It's not merely the choice of what I'm going to wear that makes something vain or not. Uh, it's why. What's my intention in in doing so? So to help us with this, to to look at more vanity, um, we're we're going to draw on a definition of vanity, a part of a definition of vanity provided by Father John Harden. Father John Harden was a Jesuit who passed away uh, about ten years ago or so. Of now. happy memory. Very. I believe his cause was. So I don't know if he's servant of God yet or not. But, I don't know. Yep. Um, his An American cause, Jesuit. Yep. Yep. Uh, fine teacher of the faith. Um, wrote a number of catechisms. So especially in the the decades after Vatican II. And there's a lot of confusion about what the Catholic Church actually teaches. Father Hardin was one of the voices who was um, teaching what the Church actually teaches. So he offers, he's got a great uh, a little dictionary. It's available online, actually, as well. Um, Is that a new advent? Uh, no, it's it's somewhere realpresence.org, okay. I think, a, a site devoted to his his writings and teachings. So Father Hardin offers a de- definition of vanity. And I'm just going to take a couple of sentences from it. And then Father and I will comment on it. Again, the goal here is to explain better um, what, uh, when does our desire to beautify yourself cross over into vanity. So Father begins, vanity or vainglory is an inordinate desire to manifest one's own excellence. It differs from pride, which is the uncontrolled desire for self-esteem, in that vanity primarily seeks to show others what a person has or has achieved. So again, vanity or vainglory is an inordinate desire to manifest one's own excellence. It differs from pride, which is the uncontrolled desire for self-esteem, in that vanity primarily seeks to show others what a person has or has achieved. Yeah, so it's primarily that idea of display. Right. The display to others. Uh, maybe if you could think of an animal representation of this, you might think of the peacock. Peacock, right. Yeah. So to, you know, to be, to just, let so that others would think you're impressive, right? Whereas pride, related to vain uh, vanity and vain glory, but different. Pride is one your is you yourself thinking I'm all that in a bag of chips, right? And a cookie. Um, but the vanity is about what others think of me. Right. I want concern over what others think right, of me. Right. I want them to think that I'm all that in a bag of chips and a cookie. So is it wrong to dress to impress? Oh, well, that's let's table that for a little later. Yeah. Right now, you're listening to Ignition, which is a broadcast for the new evangelization. We uh, love uh, to take your feedback and suggestions and questions. I'm Father Andrew Dickinson, and I'm with Dr. Chris Bergwald. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do so by email address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can reach us by Twitter, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. Again, our Twitter handle is sfdiocese, S F D I O C E S E, and use the hashtag ignition. So we're talking today about uh, vanity and when our desire to to look good, frankly, when does it become vanity or vain? glory.
I just had a fun line about our Yeah, Twitter I could see hashtag. there was Yeah, a... sorry, sorry. <laughs> what is Use it? ignition to get it started. <laughs> right? Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. We, I mean, how did we never think about this in 312 I know. I know. some instances of recording this? I know, right? I'm sorry. That's all right. So Father Harden continues this definition of what vanity yeah, is. Yeah, this is a good is. definition, listeners. And by the way, uh, Dr. Bergwald mentioned it as being on realpresence.org. It's actually the, the realpresence.org right. uh, is where you find this uh, Father John Harden Catholic Catechism. Great. Where, yeah, a great. great resource, and we're talking using from it for a definition of vanity. Right. So he continues, a vain person looks for praise from others and may go to great lengths to obtain it. More commonly, vanity is associated with an exaggerated importance attached to multiple details, especially external appearance, which in no way contain the value attributed to them. It is ostentation in fashion, wealth, or power regarded as an, as an occasion of empty pride. I love that idea about the um, exaggerated importance attached to multiple details, especially eternal experience, which in no way contain the value attributed to them. So, uh, you know, what's a thing? What's a modern thing that gives people maybe a lot of vanity or that people brag about? Uh, how many friends they have on Facebook? Right, or social media followers, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Followers or likes on Instagram, yep. Facebook, Snapchat. and uh, But there's no real value to those things. Right. Now, you could try to monetize it, I suppose, these right. days, like some try attempt to, but it's really, it's not, I mean, there's no actual intrinsic value to it, but yet you seek after it. Uh, vanity pulls at you to try and acquire and cultivate those things. This is the, the saying comes to mind, uh, majoring in the minors. I mean, you're seeking after to, to uh, exaggerate things that have uh, with greater value than actually they, they, they actually have. Um, so that phrase majoring in the minors being a college uh, type description that you're, you know, not really pursuing the actual proper degree field, but just a bunch of small little rabbit exactly. holes. Exactly. Yep. 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 Which is pretty much describes ignition, I think, for uh, many of our listeners. Rabbit holes. <laughs> so, so um, to be vain, mean again, we talked about this looking at the first part of the definition. You're looking for praise from others, and you go to great lengths to obtain um, to to obtain that praise. How by giving undue importance to various details, especially external appearance. So he, he gives examples, ostentation in fashion, wealth, or power. Again, because you're trying to win um, praise from other people. And it's not to say that there's no importance to some of these things, because there is real importance, but you use the word undue importance, you know, importance that isn't due to it or exaggerated importance. Right, right. You know, there is a certain qualified uh, importance of some of these things in a person's life. But when it gets put up as the highest above all high things, that's where the issue comes in. And I think, and just to focus on that and maybe spend a little more time on that, to me, when, it, when you think of, of dress, um, I think, you know, wearing makeup, that sort of thing. I've, I'm the, the, the parent of a teenager now, and that's, mm. that's the point at which we uh, said that the, the girls can start wearing oh. my, my makeup. I thought you were going to say makeup was like a kind of a point that they shall not go any farther. Oh. To which I was going to reply, you <laughs> shall, shall not pass. <laughs> no. But I didn't no. because you Thank didn't. You. Yeah, and that's so, not where I went. So you, darn. you didn't have the chance to say that. I know. Um, but makeup. So and and so talking with, with my wife, with friends um, about makeup, is that a bad thing? No. Right. 
Intrinsically, no. Inherently, no. It can become bad, though. Again, I think exaggerated importance. Are, are, we, are we giving more attention to the shade of eyeliner or blush or what the heck ever? And also, too, like the idea of, um, is it feedy? This would be different than the sin of vanity, but also... So it's, it's not that I'm paying undue. Let me step back a moment. It's not that I'm paying too much attention to which color of eyeshadow I'm using, but it's paying too much attention to how people will react, right, to the type of eyeshadow I'm exactly. using. And so it's not just that yes. I'm getting caught up in the minutia of you know which uh, shade of cobalt blue eyeliner I'm going to use or something like that. But it's the attention of like, oh, how are these people going to react to it? Right. Are they, are they going to notice it? Will they say anything they didn't? And even like noticing that people didn't notice yep. is a sign of vanity as right. well. It's like, how come no one noticed this? I did this. I did this work. I want them to notice and no one noticed it. And so I'm hurt because of it. Right. So that would be a vanity. That'd be a sign. So if, you, if you're trying to be attentive to that, mm-hmm. gauging, asking yourself, okay, and why are my children? Right. Exactly. So why am I, why are you? doing this and and maybe a good a test is okay if nobody notices will you be disappointed right. will you be hurt if you are that might be a a, a, a trigger if you will um or a, not a, um don't like that word yeah no you don't a signpost a signpost a good indication a good indication that you are falling into the sin of vanity. Yep. Okay. Um, I think too, Father, uh, just going back to sort of the, the, the way the question was posed with cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery. Yeah. That, again, I would say cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery in and of itself is not necessarily vain. Right. Again, it's why am I doing this? Exactly. Now, I mean, because you go into a lot of minutia on this, but because there are legitimate reconstructive uses Absolutely. of cosmetic surgery and some of the techniques of cosmetic surgery for those who have you know, lost limbs, uh, for those who have had disfiguring accidents and things of that sort. And so there's, uh, you know, can we use these, uh, techniques and abilities in the modern, uh, medical sciences to, uh, restore what was lost to illness or accident? Well, yes, but when it's, especially when it's elective and simply for the sake of cultivating how others appear, uh, or how I how I appear in the eyes of others. Right, right. And when what's um, just the the irony of well, this this is true of of sin in so many ways, but those people who have really fallen deeply into the sin of vanity, especially when it comes to elective cosmetic surgery, and in the end they they really look ugly. Yeah. There, there, there's maybe unkept promises going on right. of perpetual youth. Right, 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 right. Where, where you've you've accomplished the exact opposite of what you desired. Yeah, I wouldn't know if I'd say they're necessarily totally ugly, because that's something I want to talk about a little later. About like what is beauty? Yeah, yeah. you know, because um, I think they still have the chance to be beautiful. Everyone has a chance to be beautiful because beautiful is more than just beauty is expressed through the body. But it's not contained or limited to the body. Not limited to, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, but but it is. But the body is how we express ourselves on the world, and so the body is where we encounter what beauty is. Right. Um, but to reduce beauty to just bodily things, right, is is an error and a sin in that way. Um, and if it be a sin, that be a vanity. Just reducing everyone in that sense to beauty being just that exterior. 
Yeah, is, it, it, is, it, is it vain to say beauty's only skin deep? I don't know if it's vain, but it's wrong. Right. <laughs> it's definitely wrong. Right. So why don't we actually, you know, we've only got about uh, three minutes or so left uh, in this episode. So why don't we dive into the, the nature of beauty? Yeah. Uh, because it does does relate to this topic. When I was thinking about this, um, just this past week, I had a wedding uh, with a, a couple and a very beautiful couple. And one of the things I say to any of my couples who come in for marriage prep is, you know, I ask them, like, what, what does it take to make a beautiful wedding? You know, cake and a DJ. No, right? Yep. It takes uh, a couple that's prayed together and a couple that's sacrificed together, especially the sacrifice of chastity prior to uh, the wedding day. And people know when they see those things, they don't know what it is they're seeing necessarily. Right. You know, oh, they've been chased until the day of their wedding. Um, but their hearts are moved by this interior reality of like sacrifice out of love and union with their spouse, with our Lord in prayer. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was thinking about that in terms of the wedding, in terms of this thing. And I was actually, I was struck back to the encyclical title by Pope John Paul II, uh, which has to do with uh, uh, truth right. and uh, beauty. Remember what that title is? Veritatis Splendor. So what is, do you remember what the first line of the encyclical is? Uh, or, or the, I just or looked this up recently. Um, uh, no, not exactly. Do you remember it? Not exactly, but I just don't I mean like the literal meaning of veritatis splendor is? Uh, the splendor of truth. And another word for splendor might be? Beauty. Beauty. So the beauty of truth, you know, and, or even that, that beauty is the splendor of truth. Right. You know, which I think might be more fully in that, uh, that first line of the encyclical. Do you have that there? Uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. So you keep talking but while the, it's coming uh, up. Um, so this whole idea then, so I was talking to these couple about it and, on their wedding day. And I just, you know, I was just encouraging with them the idea that, listen, like, you know, whatever beauty is in this day, and it was a, it was a beautiful wedding, whatever beauty is in this day is, is a reflection of the truth of Jesus Christ living within you right. and the way that you try to conform yourselves and, and submit yourselves to the truth of his mission and of his gospel. This is how the line, beginning line from St. John Paul's Veritatis Splendor reads, the splendor of truth shines forth in all the works of the creator and in a special way in man created it in the image and likeness of God. Yeah. So the splendor go. of truth shines forth in all the works of the creator. And in a special way in yeah. man, the human being. That's just a beautiful line. Um, because uh, we, and I, the other thing I like about this idea is reconnecting beauty and truth. Right. We've mentioned this before in our focus on things like the four transcendentals, uh, goodness, beauty, truth, and unity. And how in our world we're, you know, we, we chase after some things and disregard others. Right. Or unmoor them uh, from their metaphysical bases. But this, it's, a it's a wonderful thing to reconnect beauty and truth. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So I, th so I think just as, can, what, again, what does this have to do with uh, cosmetic surgery or something? Oh, Father has a thought. Well, we, we, we had a line we were going to bring up. But before the episode's ended, but now we don't have a choice, especially with me stumbling for five seconds on that. Okay. <laughs> and I forget what it was. So, so uh, look up Father Harden's definition of vanity. There we go. This hasn't been helpful. <laughs> and with that, we will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Matt, I hope this has been helpful for you. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition with any questions or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.